Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we are going to study the book of Esther, chapter 7. That is Mingilat Esther, Perak Zion. This is Saul Weinreb, the host of this podcast. And it's a pleasure to have you studying with me this beautiful book of Esther. At the end of the last chapter, we were at the point where Esther had invited the king and Haman to come to a second party that she had made. She had already warned, or not warned, she had already notified the king that she has a question to ask him, a serious question. The king also, starting to feel suspicious of Haman and his aspirations, he's starting to wonder, is Haman truly on his side or not? Is Haman the right person to have elevated. We also find that, uh, found in the last chapter, that the story where the king gave Haman a little test, right, when he had been unable to sleep, most likely because he was concerned about whether or not, um, who, who was truly loyal to him, whether it was Mordechai, whether it was Haman, who's truly loyal, and he asked Haman, what should we do for a person whom the king desires to honor? And Haman, thinking that he was referring to him, told him to dress him up in robes and a crown and so on. So now it's all the seeds have been, and, and, and the king told him to do that for Mordechai. And so we're at the point where Haman's star is starting to fall. The king is starting to realize Haman's aspirations to be the king or be like the king or take over the kingdom. And he's starting to realize, and of course realize, that Mordechai is truly loyal to him. So he's ready to question um, uh, his, um, his initial assumptions. So now let us read what happens at this party. At this, uh, almost the, you can almost consider the chapter we're about to read to be the climax of the book of Esther. So, Vayavo HaMelech Haman, and the king and Haman, this is verse 1, chapter 7, came lishtot im Esther Hamaka, came to drink, you know, and have a party together with Esther the queen. So, Vayomer HaMelech Esther, and the king said to Esther, Gam Bayom Hasheni, also on this second day, because the first day there was party number one, today is party number two, Bimishtehayayim, at this party where they were drinking wine, Masha'ilatech, what is your question? Esther Hamalka, Queen Esther. You told me you had a question and you tell me today. What is your question? And I will grant it to you. What is it that you seek from me? You can ask me anything up to half the kingdom. And it will be done. Last time we read of a very similar thing the king said to Esther in the last party was I'll give you up to half the kingdom. What is this term half the kingdom? If someone would to, were, were to receive half the kingdom, then they would ostensibly be equivalent to the king. The king would have one half, and this person who he gave it to would have the other half. In other words, if you desire to be just like the king, I'll give it to you. One could imagine that this is simply a figure of speech. Or maybe this is a hint to the king. Because right now he's a little suspicious of Esther. Remember, Esther is inviting Haman. And at this second party, especially, Esther said that I'm making the party for you and Haman. And the king now knows that Haman has royal aspirations because of what just transpired in the last chapter. So the king is testing Esther. Are you, is you, are you truly also asking to be like the king? Do you also want half the kingdom so you should be equivalent to me? Anything up to that, I'll grant you, but not that. You can't 
be equivalent to me. I will always be on top. So here, Esther, this, this, so at this point, while the king is still suspicious of Esther, and of course suspicious of Haman, Esther now flips the tables. Verse 3, Vatan Esther Hamalka. And Esther the queen answered the king, Vatomar, and she said as follows, if I find favor in your eyes, king. Now remember, when Haman found favor, so to speak, in the eyes of the king, Haman asked to be made second to the king. That was his aspiration. When Mordechai, on the other hand, asked to find favor in the king's eyes, he did that because he saved the king's life. And now let's listen to but what will Esther do when she says, if I have found favor in your eyes, O king, and if this is okay for the king, I'm only asking for my life. Give me my life. That's what I'm asking for. And the life of my nation. That is what I plead for. So Esther completely blew the king away here. She's not asking for anything selfish whatsoever. And not only that, let's look at the next verse as Esther continues. I and my nation have been sold off. In this way, sold off means we've been abandoned. Hashmid, sold off to what purpose? Hashmid, to be destroyed, laharog, to be slaughtered, laabed, and to be eliminated. But had we been sold away as servants, and, the, and, the, and that money been given to the king, or had we been given as servants to the king, Teharashti, I would have been silent. In other words, my people are loyal to the king. Esther is emphasizing exactly that which the king is so worried about, and that is loyalty. My people are loyal to the king. We would be willing to be servants of the king. We would be willing if we were sold that the prophet should go to the king, and I would have been quiet. But now I'm not being quiet because we have been given over to be destroyed, to be slaughtered, to be, to be exterminated. But had we only been sold, ki ein hatsar, because just getting back at the tsar, now I'm translating this properly, ki ein hatsar, the tsar is the tsorer hayyudim, which we just mentioned several chapters ago. The person who is coming up against us, the one who is plotting against us, he is not worthwhile, shoveh benezek hamarach. We have no interest in taking revenge or advancing our position over this tsar, over this person who is afflicting us, who is torturing us, who is making us suffer. That's not worth it. If it would damage the king, we would allow that sword to be in charge. Our interest is not to advance our own position. Esther is so carefully and so perfectly answering exactly what it is the king wants to hear. He wants to hear that the, her people are loyal. He wants to hear that her people are willing to sacrifice themselves for the king, for the benefit of the king. And their interest is not to advance themselves in a higher position in the court. Esther could easily have asked for Chatzi HaMalchus or almost Chatzi HaMalchus, in other words, half the kingdom or almost half the kingdom to be as high as she possibly could be in the kingdom, but that was not her interest. She only wanted her people's lives to be saved. But she said it in a way that the king understood the hint right away. Vayomer HaMalach HaChashverosh, so the king HaChashverosh said, Vayomer Esther HaMalka. And he said to Esther the queen, Mihuze, who is this? The Ezehu, and which person is this? 
asher bo, that his heart filled. Now, bo is often is a phrase used someone who is full of himself, who is arrogant, who is so arrogant, came, who could do this to a people like yours who are so loyal to me. Atomer Aster and Aster answered him, Isht Sarva Oyev, it is that man, that adversary, that terrible guy, Sar, the person who is causing us pain, the same language again, Oyev, that enemy, Hamon Hara Azeh, it is this evil man who is standing right here named Haman. He is the one who is trying to exterminate my people. And Haman himself, uh, I saw a translation, cringed in terror, which is a good translation of Niv'at. This, 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 this became overtaken with fear from the king, the Hamalka, and from the queen. Now he feels and he sees that he's been exposed. He was Mila Olibo. He was so arrogant that he wanted to push himself up by suppressing all of those who were being loyal to the king. The king now sees that the people, the Jewish people, Esther's people, are loyal to him. They're the ones and their leaders are the ones that have been loyal. Esther, first he saw it with Mordechai last chapter. Now he sees it with Esther herself by her not asking for all of these things that he was trying. He was he was granting her, and then all she and then she's saying that her people, who are also loyal, just like Mordechai and Esther, are are being slated for extermination by this man who is full of nothing but arrogance. <clears throat> The king immediately rose in anger from the party. It would have seemed like he, he walked out into the palace garden to fuming, fuming, and probably also, this is just my conjecture, fuming at himself. How could he make such a mistake and advance the position of Haman when it was Mordechai, when it was Esther, when it was the Jewish people who have been the most loyal to him this entire time? And now he has Haman second in charge, and now he has um, uh, the, the, the Jewish people slated for extermination. And uh, so what did Haman do? Haman Ahmad Nafsho. He had no choice but to stand and beg for his life, Maester Hamalka from the Queen Esther. He because he had seen what was clear. because the um, the Hamalach that the uh, Bad, evil, uh, not not evil, so to speak, but but the the um, <clears throat> the the amount of bad that he could do was kolso was completed. He had done so much bad now that he was done for from by the from the king. That's what it means kolso. It means it ended. In other words, he had done so much bad that there was no more hope for for remedy by talking to the king. So maybe, maybe, maybe Esther might be able to do something for him. Yamelach and the king Shav Miginatabitsan, he comes back in from the garden of Beit Mishtehayan from the place where the uh, to, to the place where the party was taking place. Vihaman Nofel Alamita and Haman, who had been so uh, begging the queen, he had fallen upon the bed Asher Esther Allah that Esther was sitting upon. Remember they used to recline in these kind of like sort of like beds when they ate. And Haman had fallen upon the bed where the queen was lying on as well. Bayomer HaMelech and the king saw the scene, Haman lying in the bed with Esther. Hagam Are you trying to, to literally hear, literally means to capture, but it, it means to, are you trying to rape the queen 
who is with me in the house, like in front of my eyes, you're lying with my wife in the bed. How bad could you possibly get? Those words left the king's mouth and Haman could only bury his face. He was completely finished. And now, <clears throat> remember those those other members of the court who had been saying, we had that all the way back in chapter two to see if Mordechai's words were ever were going to win. Remember then, Mordechai and Haman had two different approaches. Haman had the approach to try to flatter the king, pay off the king, and and it was and and he ended up being appointed second in charge. His way was a way of lying. His way was a way of arrogance, and he was appointed number two man, and everyone was supposed to bow. But Mordechai refused to bow. Remember, and the people, those sorisim, those eunuchs, those assistants to the king in the court, they said. Is it going to be Mordechai's way of loyalty and honesty that's going to win? Or is it going to be Haman's way that's going to win? At that time, it certainly looked like Haman's way was going to win. But now, one of those same sorisim, my name Charvona, verse 9, by Omer Charvona, and Charvona said, one of the king's assistance units, who was standing before the king, then he saw it was very clear. Mordechai's way of loyalty was the way that was going to win out. Haman's way of arrogance ends up leading to Haman lying in bed with the queen at the king's party, declaring uh, a, a, a mission to having declared exposed having it exposed that he had declared a mission to exterminate the queen and her people. <clears throat> so what did he say? Look, there's that there's that uh, wooden post that Haman made for Mordechai. Remember Mordechai? I remember Mordechai because now I see that his way is, is the proper way of loyalty. Haman, whose way of arrogance was going to execute Mordechai. And which Mordechai? Asher Dibar That Mordechai who spoke good of the king. That Mordechai who you just honored because he saved the king's life. Omeid Bebe Saman. That is standing in Haman's own house. Which is 50 cubits high so the whole town could see. Right away, the king said, Teluhu Allah, hang Haman upon that, 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 that wooden post and get rid of this person. Get him away from me. And they hung Haman upon that tree, that same, not the tree, that wooden post, that which had been prepared for Mordechai. And the anger of the king uh, calmed down. And um, this so now we have the Tzorer Ha'yehudim, the one who is afflicting, who was the causing the evil, who caused the evil decree upon the Jewish people, is now gone. But the problem is not completely solved because his his product, his decree of genocide, is still out there, which we're going to address as we read the next chapters. Thank you so much for studying chapter seven together with me. Looking forward to studying chapter eight and all of the wonderful book of Esther together.